Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com This morning, lockdown extension looming. Victoria told to brace for worse to come. The grim battle to stop the spread. The virus back in aged care homes. A resident infected. Three facilities in lockdown. Christian Porter drops his defamation case. The ABC issues a statement of regret. And charges over Sydney's cenotaph vandalism. Five young men hand themselves over to police while the damage is repaired. This is 7 News with Jody Spears. Good morning. Victoria is bracing for a second week of lockdown with a surge in cases casting doubt on the state's snap shutdown ending on Thursday. 11 new cases were recorded yesterday, the second highest spike in this outbreak. And I want to be really clear with everyone uh, that this outbreak may well get worse before it gets better. There are now more than 300 exposure alerts for venues with 4,000 close contacts in isolation. Aged care homes in Melbourne are once again on the COVID front line. Two facilities have recorded infections with three workers and a resident testing positive. Families who lost loved ones last year are in disbelief the virus has infiltrated homes again through infected workers. This should not be happening. There are no excuses whatsoever. I saw it yesterday on the news with our care and the minute I saw it, I was like, turn it off. Just shouldn't be happening. The Victorian government banned staff from working across multiple public aged care sites, but the federal government wound back the rule for private homes in November. It's about 4.7% of workers in the Greater Melbourne area, for example, over the course of any one year who might work in more than one facility. So it's a very small proportion, but it's being done to make sure that the residents have access to testing, vaccination. In other news, former Attorney-General Christian Porter has dropped his defamation case against the ABC over historical rape allegations with no damages paid. Let's go live now to political reporter Olivia Leeming. Good morning, Olivia. What does this mean for Mr Porter's political career? Good morning, Jody. Well, he says he's determined to stay in, in politics, that he will fight to keep his seat at the next federal election and, and remain the member for Pearce in WA. He's reached a settlement with the ABC. This is less than three months after he sued for defamation after the ABC published a story about rape allegations from 1988. Christian Porter wasn't named, but he argued that he could be easily identified. Now, the ABC has paid legal fees, though, 
no damages awarded. The story is still online, but with the following note that the ABC did not intend to suggest that Mr Porter had committed the criminal offences alleged. However, both parties accept that some readers misinterpreted the article as an accusation of guilt against Mr Porter and he's described what's transpired as a humiliating backdown by the ABC. They have been forced by these proceedings to explicitly state that the accusations that they had in their article could not be proved to a civil or criminal standard. Now, the ABC maintains that it does not regret the article, though both sides have avoided a very costly legal battle. The question still remains, though, whether Christian Porter's political career can be salvaged. Jody, Absolutely. OK, thanks, Olivia. The PM has issued a stark warning to other nations who seek to undermine Australia. You won't succeed. Speaking during a trip to New Zealand, Scott Morrison and Jacinda Ardern put on a united front. There will be those... Uh far from here, who would, who would seek to divide us, and they will not succeed. Scott Morrison flew back into Australia last night. A man has been killed when a yacht ran aground and crashed into rocks in Sydney's south. Police, Marine Rescue and the Westpac helicopter were called to Bundina yesterday afternoon. The boaty, aged in his 90s, was winched from the eight-metre cruiser but couldn't be saved. Five men have been charged, accused of desecrating the cenotaph in Sydney's Martin Place. The men handed themselves into police hours after security video was released, showing a group climbing onto the memorial early on Saturday morning. Firstly, I'd like to apologise to Australia for what I've done. One too many drinks and before I knew it, the boys were up there and I just decided to follow. It's just stupid. The men will face court later this month. Commuters in Sydney's northwest are being warned to allow plenty of extra travel time this morning due to urgent repairs on the metro. Buses are still replacing services between Epping and Chatswood in both directions after a panel came loose from a tunnel wall. Our engineers are currently working around the clock to ensure that we can restore the panel safely and we can provide the level of service our customers quite rightly expect. Additional buses have been put on after major delays during yesterday's peak. An 11-year-old girl and her father have been rescued after drifting for four hours off the coast of WA. They were sailing in treacherous conditions when they were thrown into the water by a wave. Ruby, suffering a broken leg, and her father Glenn became separated from the rest of the group. There's a few times where we had to kind of duck under breaking waves that were coming through, like, kind of like the height of the, the ceiling. And I was just holding Ruby and I was just telling her to hold her breath when she needed to. They had swum nine kilometres before they were rescued. Two armed thieves are on the run after holding a staff member at gunpoint at a bar in Brisbane on Friday. Two men entered the Bonnie View Hotel at Bald Hills, forcing a woman into a room and stealing money. The woman suffered a bruised face after being struck with the firearm. The pair then ran away on foot. The state funeral for rugby league legend and immortal Bob Fulton will be held this Friday with a service at Sydney's St Mary's Cathedral. As well as official guests, members of the public are invited. The service will also be streamed online from 10.30am. The former Australian test captain died earlier this month at the age of 74. Clinical trials in Australia have confirmed a common painkiller can help prevent potentially fatal heart problems in premature babies. Plain old paracetamol, now hailed as a simple, safe and low-cost alternative to risky surgery.
Emily Rossiter has spent months making daily visits to the neonatal intensive care ward. It's currently home for her son Ollie, born more than two months early. Older brother Lockie also surprised his parents early at just 27 weeks. They did a scan and they told us that he had a hole in his heart. Lockie had a heart defect that affects up to 60% of children born before 28 weeks. It involves the ductus arteriosus, a vessel that's meant to close after birth, but for many preterm babies, it doesn't. The problem if the duct stays open is that blood's allowed to recirculate through the lungs. Making it harder for baby to breathe. They said they would probably have to do either more medication or in some cases they have to have surgery later on. But medications often have serious side effects. Now a clinical trial at Sydney's Royal Hospital for Women has found paracetamol could be the cure. 58 babies, including Lockie, were given the medicine every six hours for five days. Doctors finding it helped to close the ducts naturally. The Royal Hospital for Women Foundation is launching a new campaign tomorrow called Heart for Her. It's hoping to raise funds for more vital research and equipment to change the lives of women and newborns like Emily, Lockie and little Lolly. And from Lockie, a message for his hero. Amber Laidler, 7 News. After it was cancelled last year, models have returned to the runway for Australian Fashion Week. It's the first major live fashion event anywhere in the world since the pandemic hit, with designers hoping it will reinvigorate an industry which normally generates billions for the national economy. Australian Fashion Week is back and bigger than ever. 41 shows, more than 70 Aussie designers. The first in-person fashion event of its kind since COVID brought the industry to a standstill. Isn't it wonderful that, you know, we're the first guys, first cabs off the rank to be able to show our collections internationally here in Australia. A tribute to Carla Zampatti set the scene, the main runway named in her honour. The classic runway show still reigns supreme. Getting Fashion Week off the ground is an important milestone. A new report finding the industry contributes more than $27 billion to the economy, generates $7.2 billion in exports and employs close to half a million Australians. It's really important to try and build back that industry because it's, it's gone offshore. After a quarter of a century as title sponsor, Mercedes-Benz has handed the reins to buy now pay later giant Afterpay, which plans to use its global footprint to help local designers build their brands and Australia's creative reputation overseas. To see an industry start to emerge again from COVID and to be part of that and celebrate it is um, really a dream come true. As Australia once again puts its best fashion foot forward. Gemma Acton, 7 News. There's been a significant breakthrough in the treatment of Parkinson's disease. Australian researchers at the Flory Institute have found a way of curing movement symptoms in mice by transplanting stem cells into the brain. It's hoped the grafting treatment will be tested on human patients within five years. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. 
Want truly hydrated skin? Meet Osea's Body Care Breakthrough Hyaluronic Body Serum. It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast-absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code SUMMER. Checking finance now. The Dow Jones is up, the Nasdaq is too. In London, the FTSE rose and Germany's DAX fell. Closer to home, Japan's Nikkei closed lower, Hong Kong's Hang Seng rose, the All Lords traded lower and the ASX 200 fell. On the commodities market, gold is trading at US$1,907 an ounce. Oil is US$69.46 a barrel. The Aussie dollar is buying US$77.4, US $84.85 Japanese yen and $1.06 New Zealand. An elderly driver has escaped with only minor injuries after reversing his car into a backyard pool. The 94-year-old man went through a neighbour's brick fence in Perth before landing in the water. Nobody was in the pool at the time. Egyptian officials have found the captain of the container vessel which blocked the Suez Canal earlier this year was fully responsible for its grounding. The ever-given container ship became stuck in the canal for six days in March, disrupting global supply chains. The Suez Canal Authority says the captain lost control of the ship because it was travelling at too high a speed. They're currently locked in a court battle with the ship's Japanese owners for compensation. Hundreds of people have been forced to evacuate their homes in New Zealand after heavy rains caused widespread flooding. Worst hit is the province of Canterbury on the country's South Island, where a state of emergency has been declared. Roads and schools have been closed, with the Defence Force brought in to help rescue those trapped. China has announced plans to end its two-child limit in a surprising policy twist. Couples will now be allowed to have up to three children after a census revealed the country's population has grown at its slowest pace in decades. The controversial one-child policy was relaxed in 2015. US President Joe Biden has honoured America's war dead, laying a wreath at Arlington National Cemetery on Memorial Day. Let's go live now to US correspondent David Woywood. Good morning, David. It was a sombre moment for the president. A morning, Jody. Yes, a very emotional day for the Biden family. Of course, the Bidens, they are a military family. Beau Biden completed a tour of Iraq. But look, more broadly, Memorial Day here in the United States, an incredibly sacred day. And the president, as you say, has visited Arlington National Cemetery. He laid a wreath at the tomb of the unknown soldier, praising America's war dead. Joe Biden has used the occasion today to declare democracy itself is in peril here at home and around the world. He called on the country to honour the sacrifices of generations of service men and women while acknowledging his own son. I always feel both close to me on Memorial Day. I know exactly where I need to be. Right here, honouring our fallen heroes. Because through pain and anguish of his loss, I remember the pride on his face the day I penned those bars on his shoulders. Yeah, an emotional day right across America. And of course, the United States is on track to have all of its troops withdrawn from Afghanistan by the 20th anniversary of the September 11 attacks, Jody. 
Thanks, David. Still in the States and the daughter of former US President John F. Kennedy could soon become America's ambassador to Australia. US President Joe Biden is reportedly giving serious consideration to nominating Ms. Kennedy to serve in the high-profile role. To appoint someone with such experience and such a big reputation sends a very clear message of how seriously he is taking the relationship with Australia. Caroline Kennedy previously served as the US ambassador to Japan during the Obama administration. In sport, Naomi Osaka has pulled out of the French Open after being threatened with expulsion due to her media boycott. Osaka released a statement on Twitter saying she's struggled with depression for several years and will step away from the game for a period. 16 months and two knee operations after his last Grand Slam match, Roger Federer was back to his best in the first round, beating Dennis Isterman in straight sets. Melbourne's growing COVID cluster has forced the NRL to move the state of origin opener from the MCG to Townsville. The Maroons will be sweating on the fitness of Storm duo Harry Grant and Cameron Munster. Knights fullback Caelan Ponger is new coach Paul Green's biggest concern with a groin injury. Prep's really important for this game. We don't want too many um, disruptions given it's you know a relatively new team. So you know by the end of this week we want to be pretty close to having our our um, 17 sorted out. Felice Kafusi will need to beat a tripping charge tonight to play. And Jack DeBellin will return for the Dragons on Thursday night after sexual assault charges were dropped. It will be his first game in over two years. Victoria's COVID outbreak continues to cause chaos for the AFL fixture. The AFL has yet to announce where several games will be relocated, with the Melbourne-Brisbane clash likely to be played in Sydney. Collingwood have taken another blow. Brodie Grundy and Taylor Adams will miss up to three weeks with injury. There's good news for the Swans. Lance Franklin has avoided a ban for an awkward bump in their win over Carlton, and he's been cleared of a knee injury. And the Bombers have all but ruled Michael Hurley out of the rest of the season. MacArthur FC are on the cusp of the A-League finals in their debut season. The Bulls have surged into fourth on the ladder after holding on to beat Western United 2-1 thanks to some magic from Mark Milligan. MacArthur can lock in a finals place with a win over Wellington on Friday. Taking a look at the weather around the country now, a trough will bring showers and storms to central parts of Australia. Onshore winds will cause showers in southern WA, Tasmania, eastern Queensland and the northeastern tropics. Elsewhere, high pressure will bring a mostly sunny and dry day. Around the capitals today, mostly sunny in Brisbane, heading for a top of 23 degrees. Partly cloudy, a top of 20 in Sydney. Morning fog and frost in Canberra. Partly cloudy in Melbourne, heading for 16 degrees. Cloudy in Hobart, partly cloudy in Adelaide and Perth, a top of 20 in Perth, and mostly sunny 31 in Darwin. And that's 7 Early News for this Tuesday, the 1st of June.